welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Uh, I don't know why I sound so radio hosty when I start the show, but it's unfortunate. Eventually, I'll figure out something a little more comfortable, but hey, whatever. Uh, it's nice to talk to you, little Rafi. It's been a week, and I miss everybody. Yeah, it's always good talking to you, but it feels weird now because I'm not in the shed right next to you. I know. I listened to the recording again yesterday, just the beginning. I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> I wish I could have more people in the shed to record with me. It's super fun. You should take the show on the road. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Okay, so when I go to Georgia to see Jenna Kim Jones stand up on June 16th, everyone uh, on that side of the on that side of the world, come join us. Maybe I should do a little show, a little something. Yeah, and you know, you could just do what Megan did at Sketchfest, and you know, kind of conduct some from the line interviews, man on the street style, and get rejected in person. <laughs> and really feel the way she felt that day. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see Jay Inslee, and I was hoping. I don't know. This is probably a long shot because it's kind of far, but. Leanne, you know, we can meet. <laughs> She's like, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Um, it would be neat to meet. Oh, my God. It would be neat to meet some people on the East Coast that we only get to talk to on the Facebook group or on Twitter. It would be really neat. Are you going, by the way, little Rafi? Um, yeah, I'm looking at stuff. I think mm. we're going to force it to happen no matter what. So, yeah, I think I'll be there. And... It would be great if Leanne showed up. I mean, she could just hitch a ride with Jay, right? Yeah. And then Lee and who else? We need Emily. Who are all the people we need to like just hop on a Partridge family bus and head out to Georgia? We might as well get Trap Dog. We might as well. He's Speaking in the of Northeast. that, I'm going to I'm going to contact him this week and talk to him about coming on the show. I've I've talked to some other people and I'm hoping that those pan out, but I'd like Trap Dog on here. That'd be really fun. Tonight we will talk about the Monday episode with Alice Waterland <laughs> and the Thursday episode, Allison's Quado, Jordan's Explicit Vapes, the David Huntsberger quiz. But first, let's do some shout outs, Rafi. I've got a fucking slew of them, so do you want to go first? Sure, I'll make it quick for once. Shout out to Brews by Dawn for the brewskis and the pizza and the bakery goods. Shout out to Paul for the brewskis from the other side of the country. Shout out to Suzanne for driving down and bringing some more snackage. And I think that's it. Those are all very good. I'd like to send a shout out to Brittany, who I can't wait for her to listen to that episode and... I can't wait to hear what she has to say about it because she always texts me after she's listened to it and she gives me feedback on the show and we have good laughs out over certain things, you know, a lot of shit talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we just laugh about certain things and it's nice that she, it's like another level, you know, that she listens and then we chat about it afterwards. It's pretty funny. Most of the time it's because I've said something stupid and she's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Uh, which is all of it. Uh, also, shout out to Allison for sending us a video greeting and for being the reason for the season and for on her Patreon special bonus episode with Allie Ward. She mentioned us and talked about the fact that we were recording a spe our 100th episode. And it was, 
you know, you don't you don't ever expect her to talk about us or say anything because that's not why we're doing this. But when she does, it's just like, holy shit, <laughs> she does know we exist. It's pretty cool. And then I have a whole slew. Okay, Lil Rafi. I want to shout out to you for flying all the way out here and co-hosting with me because it's just March and you're spending your hard-earned money to come out here. And I thought that was really cool that that you did that. Uh, Megan for putting up with Lil Rafi. And also, Megan, I think Larry might have a crush on you now. So we'll, we'll talk about that. He, he feels like maybe he's been dipping into the wrong pool women-wise. So maybe he needs to lean your way. <laughs> And that's true, Rafi, by the way. No He's one... like, let's let's see a picture of her. I want to know what she's up to. Maybe we I think I like this making broad. <laughs> like, oh God. No one knows who Larry is, by the way. I know. Larry is my neighbor who took our group photos, and Megan decided to she wanted to make it her life's mission to find Larry a woman because he's a catch and she thought that he's a really good guy and he really is. And then he decided maybe he's in love with Megan. <laughs> <laughs> so confusion uh to jen for her thoughtful hostess gifts she always brings something nice and thoughtful and taking time away from her family it's and for being there to to shake her head at me when i am about to say something wrong or have said something wrong and i realize i need someone like that <laughs> looking at me <laughs> Uh, to Joanna for getting a babysitter and, and coming all this way about maybe what, two miles to get here. But I understand how that is when you have to like deal with kids and whatever and taking time out of your life once again and having us over after the recording at her house to sit around the fire pit. And it was the fire pit of truth, apparently, because we all decided, well, most of us, the women maybe, <laughs> decided to share some really deep uh, thoughts. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it was exactly what we needed. Uh, to Ray for driving out here from LA because I know that's not easy. And he brought wine which was unexpected and there's one wine that he brought that I need to find again because it's so fucking good. And it, it was the rosé. So I'm curious where he got that Ray. Maybe just BevMo but it was quite delicious. Um, Trice for flying out here because I know that's that's a long way to fly and put up with all of us because <laughs> I feel like we're numbskulls around him because he's I feel like he's really s a lot smarter than everybody don't do you feel that way Rafi? Huh? <laughs> and uh, we had some good chats before everyone got here uh, you know over our Jack in the Box and he sent me after our talk with he and Becky and we were talking about trying to get a better Wi-Fi connection out to the shed and he yesterday sent me a 50 foot ethernet cable so I'm hoping by next week when we have a guest on that it's going to sound even better I'm super excited about that so that was very thoughtful of him to Bruce by Don for brewing beer and bringing it and the pizza from was it two saucy broads uh, I did not have any but it looked delicious and the pan dolce is that how you say it Dulce? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it was the best I've ever tasted because usually those Mexican dusty treats are disgusting and they look good, but they're not. And those were so good. 
So maybe there's some hope for scones. Maybe there's hope for cheesecake. I don't know. Uh, Suzanne, for driving all the way here from San Jose and running late and not being able to get in on the whole recording, which I felt so bad for. And because it's a long way to go to not be a part of the show you're driving out for. And then when she got here just in time for our snack chat, I, as the worst host on earth, didn't introduce her at all. (laughs) And just talked as if she had been here the whole time. And she brought some really good snacks and she brought me a really nice gift. And she was just very thoughtful. And it was really great getting to know her more than in San Francisco. We didn't have a lot of time to really talk and I think she's really cool and I and I want to go up to San Jose and hang out with her and her family and just kind of, I don't know. She was really, really, she's just one of those kind-hearted, sweet people and uh, I think she's she's awesome. All right, four more. Becky. <laughs> Becky for flying all the way here from Seattle, which is like, oh my God, that's a pain in the ass. And then all the shit that she had to go through just to get here, it just sounded like a nightmare. And she's just always such a trooper and just... I feel like if all those things that happened to me that happened to her just in daily life, I would like give up. (laughs) Does that sound bad? And she brought her Girl Scout cookies because they have a different bakery there. And I loved the lemon cookies. They were amazing. They were like uh, lemon coolers that my mom used to buy or steal when we were kids. (laughs) So delicious. Brought back some memories. And Paul for shipping beer out from Maryland. The beer was super, super good. I couldn't get enough of it. I was bummed that Don didn't get to to have any because of the timing, but it was just thoughtful that he did that. And then Tim for shipping snacks all the way from Germany. I think they were quite a hit, especially now with my kids. Those uh, the gingerbread ones are a favorite, and they love them, and they're really good. And that was thoughtful for him to do that. And Toby unwittingly brought us snacks because I saved them for the show. But he brought them all the way from Canada, and the chips were also a big hit. So thanks, Toby. All right. Shall we talk about Monday? I also forgot to shout out Tim and uh, Toby. And also thank you, Lisa, for having me at your home. And also thank you, Joanna, for inviting us to your home. Now we can get into the Monday episode. All right. Alice Waterland. I feel like we've already talked. The, uh, the show's done. I I've, I've, <laughs> I didn't even take a breath through all those shout outs. Okay, but I think it was important because I think, and listening back, I realize I say that's huge a lot and amazing and awesome, but all those things are very true. So anyway, let's talk about the Monday show with Alice, and I'm not going to say her last name again because I know I said it wrong. So she had an air about her that was entitled, but I think it was self-proclaimed entitlement that she had entitlement, and I think for when I listening to it to me. It sounded like it was something that she was crippled by and that she's gaining self-awareness about. I, it didn't really sound to me that she was entitled still, but I think when you, once you are, I mean, that's a hard thing to see in yourself and realize it's a problem and get out of that to see it from the outside looking in. And I just, can you imagine growing up with that kind of feeling about yourself (laughs) instead of the self-loathing and I feel like my whole life growing up I feel like I needed to apologize about myself constantly (laughs) like I'm sorry and this or that or whatever I mean like what do you think yeah you and I kind of are very similar in that way and I I thought it was 
actually kind of refreshing that she is so self-aware and also confident and she kind of knows her flaws, but she's okay with them. And I, I found that to be refreshing. I agree. I, you know, there was some talk on the Facebook group about not really liking her as a guest. So I kind of already had that in my head before I went into it. And I didn't really have that impression. I did have the impression of she just is trying to grow from it instead of, you know, sit in it. Although, you know, the talk on the Thursday show where they were sort of uh, Allison's summation of Alice and of Alice was just not anything like what was talked about on the Facebook group as far as like she just seems entitled and whatever. And Allison kind of felt like maybe she was what did what did uh, Jeff say? Damn it. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So I thought she was a good guest. I I saw a picture of her. She looks so familiar, but I couldn't really place where I had seen her. Um, I don't know names ever, obviously. So, but I thought she was a good, a good guest. I think she had, I, I felt like her, even her upbringing, it sounded like her parents didn't want people to tell her she was pretty. So that's kind of strange that she still figured out that she was. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't know how that works because no one ever gives me compliments. Yeah, my mom would be like, well, I don't think you're going to grow into that nose. (laughs) And you have special hair and you really shouldn't be big enough to wear men's clothes. (laughs) Oh, and you're an embarrassment. These are the things I was told. Right. Well, so people were were talking about her and um, I don't know what what I can't remember exactly what the problem was with people disliking her as a guest, but... I think about this often. Um, it, sorry, I'm going to meander for a bit, but kind of bring it back. If if you were to ask any rapper who the best rapper is, they're going to say themselves. And isn't that what you uh. want from someone who's there to entertain? Because you don't want someone who's like, oh, there are like way better options than me. Like, why would you listen to me? Mm. Like, what you want is someone who thinks they are the best and they're striving to achieve that or trying to prove it to you i feel like the way i am i could never do that but it's kind of what i want from a performer and i think that with her she kind of knows her worth and she's not afraid to tell you that she thinks that and i think we're just so used to women traditionally being kind of you know, kind of playing the background or not being so strong in their beliefs or their self-confidence that I think maybe that was rubbing people the wrong way. But I, like I said, I found it refreshing. And I think that's kind of what you should be going for. True. You don't want to have an inflated ego and be arrogant. There's got to be a happy medium. And I, and I feel like she's trying to find that. I feel like she has a good grasp on who she is and what she can accomplish and having that confidence is something that we all should strive for without being, you know, I like to be self-deprecating because I don't want people to say it to me first. And I think that's why I've always been that way. You just always want to like, I want to, to everyone to know, I know what you guys are thinking because I suck. <laughs> that's kind of like what I put out there, but that's not like you said, like you don't want someone keep telling you like, well, then why am I listening to you? Or why am I watching you if you suck? You know that. So that is true. 
Okay. Something to think about. Um, much like Alice, uh, I'm, she's good at impressions. So I am as well. <laughs> this is the part where you're supposed to laugh. I, I thought you were going to do your Australian one because I oh, think... I think I'm all caught up. I think you did uh, pretty good, actually. Well, I think maybe that accent and uh, like a weird Irish-Scottish one is what usually comes out for everything. <laughs> so maybe... Uh, yeah, I obviously I'm not. And I am always amazed by people that can do that sort of thing because... I think that's another thing. I think you have to have confidence to do that. And I think that's why it surprised me that you could do it so well, because I feel like you'd be like, yeah, fuck that. But you like really embraced it with the with the the voices and the impressions where I am like, it's like acting like I can't I can't get out of I have to uh, no, I can't stay in character. So she went into so Alice went into a marriage for the wrong reasons. And I think when she had the frame of mind she did beforehand, I could see why. A lot of people probably go into marriages like these where it's just sort of an immature, especially when you're too drunks, um, but just having that immaturity and then pretending to be adults. And I feel like when people elope, and this is a total generalization, this is nothing to do with the one person that, well, we eloped and we're great. But I feel like whenever people elope, they're trying to already make excuses and hide from a bad relationship. There's that or that or they have a bad family dynamic as far as maybe they're estranged from their family, because I do feel like marriage is two families coming together. It's not it's just us now. (laughs) It's two families coming together. And I feel like if you're trying to just elope, then you must not have a good relationship with your family, which if I was getting married now, that's probably what I would do. And also eloping is for like an older couple. It's maybe your second marriage or your third marriage. And it's like, yeah, we're just going to go elope. It's just, you know, that I think maybe is different. But I think that's a warning sign in itself. You know, I had a friend that kind of did that. I was like, you're a really good friend of mine and none of us are invited to your wedding. So I feel like you're already know it's doomed. Tell me you're not going to elope this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a... I've had a pretty good opinion of elopement ever since I saw Selena and she ran off oh, with God. the guitarist in her band and, you know, got married behind her dad's back. So, see? <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I feel like it can be done and it, it it would be a good thing. I feel like it's not always like because you're hiding or ashamed or because you're afraid of something. I, I feel like it's it's a good option if you want if you want to save money, especially. How romantic. (laughs) So you can then go on a kick-ass honeymoon, you know, to Bora Bora or something. I don't know where people (laughs) go. They're going to say, like, boring Delaware. (laughs) Uh, Not that Delaware is boring, but I I, I know my knowledge of that from Wayne's World. That's pretty much where I get my knowledge of a lot of things. So uh, the other thing that Alice was talking about and my opinion about this differs because I – Anyway, she has this whole thing about women, you know, women having it all and being okay. It's okay to be alone. And I, I agree with that part. This whole thing that women have to serve men and just have kids and be, you know, all of those things. What I I don't, 
what I think is wrong is I think that first it comes from like a self, like a subservient role where you're, you're the one that has to take care of everything. But then I feel like the pendulum is swinging so far to the other side that it's like, well, we don't need a man for anything. It's like, well, it's good to be okay with yourself as far as like just being independent and being alone. But it's also good to figure out that you can get along with people and and have a family and the division of labor. I feel like it's really important for a family dynamic. And I feel like we've gotten so far away from that, that yes, women are independent and they can do all these things now. But I feel like if everybody's doing the same job, then another job is lacking. So anyway, I'll get off that <laughs> unless you want to talk about it. But it's something I feel strongly about and strongly believe in, but it's for myself. So I don't, you know, I think the world would be better if there were more. Never mind. Okay. Comments, questions, concerns? Next topic. <laughs> All right. Shall we? Do you have anything else for Monday before we go to Thursday? Yeah, just one last thing. She's also the co host of the Maisel Goys podcast, which is the podcast about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And uh, the only thing I will say is that. I feel like we didn't get enough of her funny side on this interview. It was kind of more like an in-depth getting to know her and kind of going deep on her. But I feel like I, I've i only heard one episode, to be fair. It was the episode that Allison was on. But I thought she was really funny on that show. And um, I feel like maybe she should uh, have her back and maybe we would get a more lighthearted conversation and we could see her humorous side. I would like to see that. And I apologize for not mentioning who Alice was at the beginning, but, and I do want to hear the episode with Allison on. I just felt like I wanted to watch the show a little bit first and then listen. Did you watch the show first or did you, did you just listen? Um, I think me and Rachel watched the first episode and the fifth episode, which is the one Allison talked about. So we could just know what was going on. And then afterwards she went back and watched the rest of the episodes and I probably saw another episode and a half or so, but that show is not for me. Um, but <laughs> I was going to say, this is as shitty as Allison says it is. Maybe, maybe you would like it. I don't know. Oh, no, you like the, you watched. <laughs> okay. Jordan Morris. <laughs> you watched the Gilmore girls. Did you not? Oh yeah, I there did. There you go. More than once. I'm not excited to say, okay, okay, okay. I'll give it a shot. Uh, let's talk about Thursday. We were her little deep fried donut ball sent in on Patreon by Tim Tiffany Fuller. And I think that was a good one. I, I don't know who said that aren't all donut balls deep fried, but I guess I, I, in my mind, I was thinking of something different, like um more rustic donut ball, <laughs> but I guess they are all fried. Rustic? Donut balls? I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. <laughs> did we get, when I took you to that Lynx place? Did we get their donuts, or were we too full to eat them? Because they have like these amazing deep fried donut balls that are not like perfect. They're just like literally just dough dropped into, and they're like free form, rustic. In other words, shitty. <laughs> oh, that's a Rocky Laporte joke. Uh, he found out that rustic means uh, an old piece of shit. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't remember having those, but hmm. I don't think we did. And by the way, I think that place is closed now, so you never will. Oh, no. Uh, have you ever had the Cronuts, Faux Nuts, 
probably haven't had kegels because that hasn't been invented yet, but that's next. Have you had any of those things? I haven't, but I feel like with uh, hyped up pastries, I feel like it's never <laughs> worth <Sorry>. it. <laughs> yeah, hyped up pastry. First of all, <laughs> it's a fucking pastry. You shouldn't have to hype it up if it's good. And yes, I don't like I. First of all, faux nuts, fuck off. I've not tried them, but I'm not gonna have any kind of like no. And then cronuts, I feel like croissants and donuts are two different things. And what you want in a croissant and what you want in a donut are not the same. And if you mix them together, I feel like you're getting a lesser of both. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm open. I really I think I would enjoy a cronut, but the faux nut, I feel like that's just a different preparation of a donut, but it's a lesser preparation. It it'd yeah. be like if um. What would it be like? Hmm. Like baking French fries instead of frying them? Uh, yes. Like, sure. Let's go with that. Something like that. <laughs> it's like having a scone instead of a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not like that. Uh, definitely. Which inspired me. I ordered some some biscuit cutters I, I i need to make some homemade biscuits because i'm all that talk of it i'm like number one i feel like i need to find the perfect scone to like redeem itself i still kind of feel like someone needs to show me where those are but i really want to it made me want biscuits wait like um uh, jordan was saying after the whole rancid cream che- or rancid cheesecake talk he like couldn't stop thinking about wanting cheesecake after that and i even was like maybe i do want some cheesecake after talking about it so much i'm like no no by the way it's gonna be 84 today that that is what we're dealing with here so cheesecake in this weather el paso (laughs) okay all right (laughs) well i feel bad because becky couldn't get warm it was a little cooler than normal around here and now the following weekend, the weekend that we are actually going to do this whole thing, it, it's going to be 84 degrees today. So, there you go. Okay. I'm doing kegels right now. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. I really should. Um, so, Allison went into this kind of like whole tirade about things that people say about you that maybe you didn't know about yourself or maybe that you didn't don't believe about yourself and then maybe you start thinking about yourself and I'm wondering has anyone done that to you I mean I've had when I listen back to recording I realize a lot of my faults like it be, in the beginning with JMO Patrol there were a lot of things I'm like okay I need to not say um, what did I used to say all the time oh I used to say ridiculous all the time Now I say amazing, all these other words that I repeat, which is not like the worst thing in the world, but maybe get, you know, a thesaurus or expand your vocabulary a little. But also, like, I talk over people and I don't let people finish sentences. And there's so many things I'm like, oh, my God, I really need to work on it. And then I don't like I just asked you a question. and I went ahead and just told you mine. So anyway, (laughs) has anyone told you something about yourself that you didn't believe or something like that? I'm sure they have, but I can't remember any right now. But, you know, I have terrible memory. But, you know, I do recall one guy saying that I had a big head and then another guy <laughs> telling me that I had no neck. 
my god that's the other thing is my cackle i try not to get it right into the microphone but i just i have no control over my laughter speaking of that we'll go back to really quick the daniel's intro where he mentioned kramer i'm like yes yes uh david huntsberger is the new kramer apparently uh okay yeah so allison you know she was told by someone that she's not ever satisfied now in my experience with allison (laughs) which is not exactly on a personal level but through patreon and her blogs and a lot of the topics that she talks about i find this kind of to be true (laughs) you wait you find what to be true that she's not ever satisfied with things Like it always seems like she wants something and then it's never right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that has to do with being a perfectionist or mm. if it has to do with doubting yourself. I wonder in which of those it would be for her because she kind of struggles with both of those things. Right. Maybe it's a perfect storm of the two. I think you might be right. Because she even had self-doubt about, you know, like the the whole thing with the thing in her eye or whatever. She I don't know. She went on a whole like long thing and it's just, you know, the thing with the hair. I, I feel like someone, yeah, it's kind of bitchy for someone to say it to you that way. But I mean, I do find some truth in that. It's just kind of a hard thing to say to someone. It's like, well, you're probably not going to like it because you're not like satisfied with things ever. <laughs> like you're going to find some fault in it that other people might be like, wow, this is awesome. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe now I'm just being a bitch. I didn't want to say, but. Oh, okay. Um, So this is also an eye-opening thing. And I meant to ask the kids about this, but I've been asking the kids how their day was every day that they've been in school for the last eight years. So... I had never, when my mom would ask me how my day was, I never immediately got mad. So I never have, I I didn't relate to what Allison said. And I'm kind of surprised with the way she talked about it. I thought that really makes sense. Like if you had a shitty day, like you don't want to be like, yeah, I don't want to relive it. Like I'm done. Like, let's get out of here. I don't want to talk about school anymore. But usually every mom that I've ever talked to, whenever they say, oh, when you ask your kid, you know, how their day was, they're just like, I don't know. It was fine. Like, they don't have real answers. And then, you know, at dinner, sometimes we'll talk like, oh, hey, tell us a story from your day. But when the kids had exceptionally bad days, like if somebody was picking on them or being mean or something, then they would mention it. Like, sometimes my daughter would get in the car crying and she would have like this whole, and we'd talk about it. So I am curious to know if it makes them mad when I, it's, that's always the first thing I say, like, how was your day? I didn't know that that was a negative thing. So now I'm like re thinking that i don't know what do you think uh, i think that was more of an allison thing i feel like it's it's fine to ask your kid how their day was um it's probably not like the best thing to ask if you're like trying to get to the bottom of things but if your kid gets into your car and they're crying i feel like i can already hear the clink of a knife being unsheathed <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> So true. So true. Because kids will be like, mom, don't do anything. Mom, don't say anything. And I'm like, I'm going to cut a bitch. Let's just talk. You're right. Uh, I think the other thing is too, for me, as on the parents perspective, and I'm curious to know 
what Allison thinks once Elliot goes to school. But when being a stay-at-home mom, like I'm used to them being home all I'm was used to them being home with me all day until kindergarten. And when they're gone from you, I think that's eight hours of the day or seven hours that I wasn't around to see them growing up. And that's always been important to me. So like when they get in the car, it's like, how was your day? I want to know. I don't, it's not like, okay, I'm testing you. It's just like, I missed you. How was your day? Because I care, but not in a, let's get down to brass tacks about like what happened in your day. So Anyway, I think I'll ask them and see what they think because maybe I'll have to change my wording. I don't want to be pissing them off after a shitty day of school. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very different than asking your spouse because, you know, then it's like, well, how was your day? Well, how was your day? I don't know. Well, what kind of day was it? Was it a good day or was it a bad day? <laughs> it's too bad that it's too bad that you're editing because I would have started the show with that. <laughs> 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 oh, but the whole Allison's family reenactment had me dying with David and Jordan. And that was so hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if it answered any question for Allison, but it was really, really funny. So on on the subject of uh, them doing improvised bits, uh, I was meaning to mention this last week. But last week... David did like five different characters probably. And it got me to thinking about what Megan was saying that what do we have against Wendy that we don't find anything wrong when David's doing these long bits or whatever. Uh, But we do have a problem with it when it's Wendy. And I think I came to realize that I think I just find David funnier. Mm. Because there is no good reason why I don't even notice it when he's doing it. But when Wendy does it, I'm like, enough already. Uh, You know what I think? To me, I think because David knows when to stop it. And I think that Wendy lets it go on too long. And I feel like we are getting to know David a lot more. It's not just that side. So I think he gives us a little bit more than just I'm going to be funny and do a bit. Maybe. Because he is, uh, you know, a stand-up, he can kind of read the crowd better and mm. see when it's enough is enough. True. And maybe he is funnier, but I don't know. It, it's maybe a little bit of everything. I mean, when she's on and he's on, though, he'll go on with her <laughs> until the cows come home. Yeah, that was a cool saying that I'm glad I said. So, two quick things about Jordan. Ordering, wanting to order a cat sweater and being called Curly Sue. <laughs> Both of those things, like, I feel, I feel like Megan needs to, instead of just trying to find a woman for my, my, I almost said my cousin, Larry, which doesn't make any sense for my neighbor, Larry, maybe she needs to find a girlfriend for Jordan because he sounds like a really... Uh, damn it. I don't know what I was going to say. He seems like, I don't know. He seems like a caring, nice guy. I don't know why he can't find somebody. Maybe it is because of the cat sweater search and the Curly Sue mentions, but, and getting together with your friends to watch YouTube. But I see, that's why I thought he was younger. So I'm like, you get together with your friends and like show each other what YouTube you may have missed out on. Like that's so outside of my 
any knowledge as far as entertainment goes. But I wanted to know if you do that with your friends, Rafi. Um, I have a few things to say. First, um, Jordan, as we've heard on Allison's advertisements, has done some of the eHarmony stuff. And he's met some good people. But I wonder if he's just not ready to settle down yet. Um, mm. But that's besides the point. As far as the YouTube watching, maybe that is a younger person thing. But on, was it Christmas? New Year's? I think it was New Year's. Uh, we went over to some party that we kind of crashed. And people started putting uh, like funny music videos on and I I know I've done that with, with friends. Like, we'll just go back and forth and be like, oh, my God, have you seen this video? And then, you know, eventually we'll watch, like, videos that we all know. But, like, it's it's a thing. Weird, obscure YouTube videos are – it's a good way to pass the time, especially if you're under the influence. <laughs> yeah, because my – I mean, my kids watch all of that stuff, all YouTube, everything, and then – there would be like, hey, let's. There's this our favorite one. Let's come watch it. And my husband and I are just like, what is this? Like, why are people watching this? I don't understand. And I think I got a chuckle out of one one part of it. But it's just like, I I don't get it. But maybe I just need to have you guys, you know, you veterans of YouTube, show me some funny stuff on there and tell me, show me why I should be watching it. Didn't you mention to me that before YouTube, you used to watch a man with Tourette's scream at his <laughs> child or something? <laughs> no, he was screaming at bees. <laughs> no, yeah, he, scre he screamed at everything. Tourette'sGuy.com, you guys should all go there. See, someone showed us that once and was like, oh, let's pull, let's fire up the old laptop and check out this uh, entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Winnebago man. It's like these these videos get passed around it's like the new it's like the new way of passing on old stories or something hmm. sounds cool so another thing that sounds cool actually one thing there's one term that really makes me angry and it's half calf what are your thoughts on half calf uh yeah i'm not a fan if you're drinking coffee drink coffee if you want to drink decaf drink decaf or drink water i don't know but Half calf. It's. I don't see the point in that, but I don't have a problem with the term itself. Mm, right. Also, in writing, I'm like, how, is it two Fs? I don't even know. Do I add an L? <laughs> I don't like any of it. I yeah. Just embrace the whole thing, or just cut it out. I don't know. I don't like it. It made me mad. Uh, also, explicit vapes, which. That, if I drove by, I'd be like, am I in Tucson? Where am I? <laughs> am I in Albuquerque? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Explicit vapes. And I would expect some sort of uh, sexy situations happening there, but apparently there weren't. You know, there are a lot of vape shops now, and I always wonder, how do they stay in business? Can people really be buying that much vape juice? Like... <laughs> How are you paying your bills? Is this just a front for some kind mm. of drug trafficking? But the but the twenty one uh, and up thing is, I think, pretty standard. I think you, uh, I think it might be twenty one to purchase vape stuff. I don't know. Oh, well, I, I think Daniel's idea that maybe it was a dildo and a vape 
was funny. But the funniest thing was David Huntsberger's. And I would go to this shop, the pipe vape, the old timey vapes. <laughs> now that I could go for. If I had a, a pipe, it looked like I was smoking a pipe, but it was vape. I've never actually vaped before, so uh, I can't really say. But if it smelled like a pipe and it looked like a pipe, I, th- I think I could be on board for that to try it at least. I have a corn cob pipe. Maybe I could turn it into a. You're not talking, so you can use this for something, aren't you? Uh, actually, I put myself on mute because I googled pipe vape, and there are several options. Really? There's the pipe of Bilbo Baggins. If you're into that kind of garbage, there's just a oh, uh, stock looking. It says U.S. stock six one eight e pipe battery charger something or other. It looks like an old timey pipe. So that's cool. I think this I kind is... of can see that. I think this but, is the next level of uh, hipsterness, though. Yes, it's like total, like not only I do need... I vape, but I fucking <laughs> but vape I have a out beard. Of my grandfather's old pipe. Yes, you need a beard and a pocket watch and suspenders. Oh, speaking of YouTube, there's a fantastic video titled "Vape Like a Sir" with the kicked jazz pipe on YouTube. Oh my god, I feel like he just spoke a different language for a second. <laughs> Can I ask you what is vape liquid? <laughs> what is it? Is it like tobacco or is it weed? So or it's, some other I don't understand. It's just liquid uh that gets vape it gets heated up by a heating element and then it becomes vapor which you inhale, but mm-hmm. it can come as just weird flavors, but mostly people mm. do add uh tobacco to it or nicotine I should say. Um so it's a smoking smoking alternative, but like uh, you can just get like a good flavor with no t- oh, uh, weird. nicotine. But I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose because now you look like a douchebag and you're not even right. getting, a, getting your fix. So you're a douche that just enjoys vaporizers? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the David quiz. I'm curious if you... Marked down if you got any right or wrong. What was your score? Did you get one? I did. Let me open my notes. Okay, so they only asked six questions. And surprisingly, I got four of them right. Whoa. Nice. I got three. Which four did you get right? Uh, I got question one, two, three, and five right. Uh, Okay, I got two, three, and five. The kicked one, I think I wasn't even thinking about what my answer would be. And then after I heard it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably take score. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't have picked what he what the answer was anyway. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of... Uh, I, I'm kind of bummed that I got the last question about where he started doing comedy wrong. Because I knew that he lived in Austin. And so that was what I guessed. But I knew for a fact that the laugh bucket in... Fort Collins wasn't a thing because even though I'm not from Fort Collins, Rachel went to school there. I feel like I would have heard of the laugh bucket. I am mad at myself also because I'm like, he lived in Austin. He's trying to trick us with the Nevada thing. And I know he lived in Austin, but as soon as he said La Jolla, I was like, I know that for sure that's a place, first of all. And for some reason, I'm like, it's going to be that. And then I started second guessing myself. I'm like, no, it's going to be the Austin one because he's trying to trick. I tried to do what Jordan did. Actually, a couple of them were doing it. Mostly it seemed like Jordan where he's like, I think that you want us to think that, so I'm going to pick this. And that's kind of what I was trying to do for all of them also. 
So I know you're not a huge fan of guacamole and or avocados, but what did you think of uh, David's garbage disposal guac? Um, that story was disgusting because <laughs> I know that a sink is pretty dirty. Um, but it did. This episode did give us a few places to go to on our next uh, Allison tour. We have to go to Explicit Vapes, and now we have to go to El Compadre and try the guac because I don't think it can be that good that right. it's worth eating out of a sink and also like drowned <laughs> in water like that yes. just sounded disgusting but this did make me love david even more because we can get on board with eating disgusting things that are just left out but guac no that's just gross well yeah i know of course you can get on board for eating stuff that's been left out but I have scraped off the top layer of guac to eat it, but not out of a garbage disposal. That is like some fucking dedication. And this, how good is this that you're, like you said, like we need to go check this place out. It also inspired me. I thought I, we picked all of our avocados off our tree this weekend, but they're not ready yet. And I thought I really want to make some, (laughs) I'm so in the mood for some guac now. So I got these big, huge, beautiful avocados. I'm going to have that tomorrow. And I feel like homemade is way better than any restaurant I've ever had. So whatever. But we do have to try this out. Also made me love David even more. He's even worse than George Costanza, which I didn't think was possible. And the mention of Bubble Boy. It was like three good Seinfeld references in this episode. Yeah, I think she may have been referencing the movie with uh, what's his face. John Travolta. I just. But I'll take it. John Travolta was in Bubble Boy. Wasn't he the bubble boy? I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Well, I think there's a 70s one. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Mm, bubble Jake boy. Um, wait. What? Oh, yeah. So about your guacamole, uh, you purchased some avocados first. Were they Haas avocados? And also, second yes. question. Sorry. Did you buy one, two, three, or four avocados? <laughs> I bought four avocados. They were for sure Haas. And I think I was going to get three. And I thought, there's four of us. That's like, we can really like pig out on some guac. <laughs> if my son, that's all he'll eat. That's what he used to eat when he was a kid. We went to restaurants. He would either just eat the bowl of salsa with one chip or, and still to this day, he just gets guac. That's like his favorite thing. So, and I hate that I've said that word guac that many times. It's really a disgusting word, but I did four avocados and the boy in the plastic bubble with John Travolta came out in some other time, apparently 1976, the year I was born. Look at that. Do you want to give us your guac recipe? Okay. So here's the thing. I have done the packet one where you just mix the packet and let it sit. And it's fucking amazing. I know it's the cheap way out this time. I'm going to do it homemade. Also, the even cheaper version that I do is literally just uh, lime and garlic salt, and that's it, because avocado is so fucking good. You can, really can't mess it up too much. So I actually don't really know what my recipe would be. It's going to be salt and pepper, red onion, tomatoes, cilantro, probably cumin, and lime. Okay. That's not about right. And we just got some cilantro. We have limes growing. Oh, green onion. We've got green onion growing. We'll do that too. So, good? 
that make the Mexican cut? Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Do you have anything else from Thursday? No. Okay. Well, they didn't do JMOs on Thursday, so the JMOs were limited to Monday. I picked one. Did you pick one? I did not pick one. What JMO did you pick, Lisa? You know, it would have been smart for me to actually write it out, but it was about the Facebook birthdays that this person only goes on Facebook more around his own birthday or her own birthday or something like that. <laughs> was it something? Was it that? Uh, something about that, JMO sounds familiar. While you look that up, um, Randy Lawson, former guest of this show, has a joke that I love. She says, opinions are like birthdays and I only know yours because of Facebook. Ha! So true. Also last names. <laughs> uh, okay. Clausen Cookies at Cindy Clausen. Pay more attention to saying happy birthday to people on Facebook when your own birthday is approaching. I seem less, I seem to pay less attention to it most of the year. I definitely don't do that. I get very anxious when it's getting close to my birthday because I'm going to, I know I'm going to get a lot of happy birthdays from people that I don't know (laughs) or don't talk to anymore. And I just have this anxiety of like, I don't, I don't want people to say happy birthday to me that I, the people that I don't really know. And it just feels like an uncomfortable, like I almost avoid it more when it's closer to my birthday. So I am the opposite of this. And I usually don't say happy birthday to people on Facebook because unless I'm, there are people that are in my life because I feel like it's fake and I don't want to say happy birthday to people that I'm like, well, I know it's your birthday because it's because of Facebook. So have a good day. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Ruffy? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same, really, but but really the only reason I go on to Facebook is to see what's going on in the BFF group, so most of the time I miss that stuff anyway. Yeah, I'll see some reminders, I'm like, hey, I don't whose birthday? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Speaking of that, your birthday's coming up, what you gonna do? Isn't it in like a couple of weeks? Uh, in about four weeks, yes. Uh, what am I gonna do? I don't know yet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing, maybe. Maybe you'll get Allison's book, and then maybe you'll come out here for the signing, because why not throw more money into flying out to California? <laughs> yeah, I are, I mean, I pre-ordered the audiobook, and I will for sure be getting the physical copy when it comes out, but I don't think I want to make the signing. Ah, boo. Well, let's get a cardboard, cardboard cut out of you. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Agreed. Okay, good. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Support Allison. Her new podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons sounds like it's going to be coming out soon called Childish and sounds like he also hates his dog, which I could, at least he's realistic about his dog and Allison's book coming out in what, 10 days Support her sponsors. Uh, She was on a recent episode of the Doughboys where they reviewed Coco's, which I'm quite interested in listening to that. So if you want to be part of this show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Join us on the Facebook group because tons of fun. It's a reason for Facebook to exist. And little Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars on Twitter. And... If you are missing Greg Heller on the Thursday shows, 
I was just reminded by Rachel that he had a podcast with his friend called The Songs We Sing. And I will be going back and listening to those now when I have some time. And I think you should all do the same. Thank you so much for saying that. I had remembered there was something and I wanted to hear that. So that will be very exciting to go back and listen to. Also, I went to Jensen's gallery in L.A. and I talked with Ali Siegel briefly Uh, And it's been over a year since she's been on. So if anyone else uh, has been missing a female voice that is funny, we should maybe tweet at Allison and, uh, you know, hint, hint, have Ali Siegel back on. That is a great idea. And I also forgot to thank you for the lovely piece of artwork you got me from there. That was very thoughtful. You're welcome. (laughs) I always wanted to make a farty noise. (laughs) For no reason at all. All right, BFFs, I love you. Thank you and good night. Put that on my family. Oakland City represented just me.